0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I was
2: born in the desert. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about heartfelt marketing. Now that probably seems like a contradiction in terms in today's world, uh, where the recession has sent too many people into desperation mode, where they rationalize selling their friends and family down the river for fame and fortune. Today's guest, Jackie Jordan, is the antidote to this problem. Not only will she um, help us uh, bring us back from the brink, but she will show us with her voice of wisdom how to get ahead with dignity and success. She is an Emmy-nominated TV producer. She's the founder of TVGesbert.com, which we'll uh, explain more about. And she's the author of the new book called Heartfelt Marketing, allowing the universe to be your business partner. So, Jackie, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Carol. Thank you so so much, and thank you for such a generous introduction.
2: Well, I have read your book cover to cover. (laughs) That's impressive. (laughs) I'm
3: so impressed. (laughs)
2: And and, um, I certainly recommend it to people, and we'll tell people where to get it and so on at the end. But let's start off. I don't know if you know Jackie, but I always put um, people on the couch who I have on my show. I usually don't tell them until they're on the air, of course. Um, But I don't have any fear of of (laughs) that you can deal with that because you have had... Uh, and are still on the trajectory to have such an interesting life. Um, Jackie, actually, the way I met Jackie years ago, well, I guess we met over the phone years ago, yeah. when Jackie was um, the booker for top talk shows, and she would call to book me, and little little did I know at that time, or did she for that matter, that years later I would be one of her TV guest births, and um, we'd still be... Working with the media and trying to bring our best selves out there, Um, Jackie has taken that to another level with this new book. And um, but before we get to that, I want you to take us along um, with uh, as to how you got from what you would say to people when they would ask when you were a little girl, what would you like to be when you grow up. (laughs) To today, because there have been lots of exciting things in between. So what did you used to tell people
3: when well, you were a you're little girl? you're absolutely right about uh, meeting each other. I, I was uh, a producer at Geraldo, and you used to do the Friday afternoon, like, media, um, whatever, like, was in the news-type uh, segments. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a wild time for us, because I was at Geraldo during the O.J. Simpson trial, or O.J. Simpson murder, um, situation, so that was pretty wild. But what I did, um, what I used to do as a child, I'm actually doing exactly what I did as a child, So, which is really funny because when I think about it, I used to put on plays in the backyard um, with my little group of, which was a club. I had a little neighborhood club and I had begged for a um, clubhouse in the backyard. I didn't get one, but one of my father's friends built one in their yard, so we used that as our clubhouse. Oh, wow. And then, and then I would put on shows on the deck. And I would uh, on our back porches, and I and I even knew we had an in um, in-house audience with the parents, and I sold tickets. So I made the costumes, and I would create these little shows, and all the kids in the neighborhood would play in it, and all the parents would come over with their lawn chairs.
2: Well, that's so funny because Isn't obviously it? no wonder we're still, we're friends. I used to do the same. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yes, well, I used to do it with my cousin and the family. And then also, um, in school, uh, I remember the first play, I, I changed Tom Sawyer to Terry Sawyer so that I could- Oh my believe. god, I love
3: that! <laughs> I love that!
2: Oh, it says a lot. Okay. <laughs> 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 go ahead continue with you
3: (laughs) isn't that funny that we kind of played out as we kind of like or we were or we were creating what we were going to do that kind of hit me a few years ago i'm like oh my goodness i've got a career that i used to play at as a child yes yes which i think is lucky for us because we get to express ourselves in our adult life doing what we you know obviously what is somehow part of our 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 genetics or our our passions. Where a lot of people are locked into doing jobs and you know going in and out of day to day life, not liking what they're doing, and how miserable is that existence? Yes. And they probably make it to your sofa if they're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I yeah. So that's what I did. I then I you know I produced like the I produced all this the high school plays and um, and then I thought I was going to be a lawyer and. Uh, college, but my parents were like, I think you should do communications. So I did communications hmm. in theater. And soon out of college ended up in radio and that, at the Montel Williams show and then Geraldo and Maury Povich and CNBC and Wall Street Journal. So I've been, you know, and it's storytelling is really what it is that I do. And then the, the piece with the TV guest part Dot uh, com and the media development company is that basically now instead of producing stories for just a show, I produce it for the guest experts, and then help them navigate their way to the shows with their stories. Yes. So it's it's kind of just kind of an inverted flip to it. Um, but I've loved what I've done because I always say I've, I've traveled the world through the people that I've met. Even though I've kind of you know, been, been in a, just a couple places on the planet, I have met the most interesting people. I mean, I had um, Ellie Nestler when she got released from jail. Um, I used to be crazy as this was. I was on a serial killer beat. So I would have, um, I don't know if this is something to be proud of or brag about, but I would have Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, would call me, collect at Geraldo.
2: Oh my!
3: <laughs> yeah, Jackie. This is Richard because I was trying to book his uh, wife about women who uh, women who love serial killers or something. Well, you like know, that. yes,
2: and I was actually on with two of his girlfriends or whatever um, on the oh, Sally Jessy Raphael show. Oh, isn't that funny? Um, in fact, it was a show that was one of the one of the memorable moments um, because one of these girls knew about the other, but the other one didn't. And they got into an actual physical fight uh, on the show. <clears throat> oh, good lord! And, uh, and I, of course, as the psychiatrist, right, was called to break the break it up and talk them. <laughs> this was, and, and talk them into going back on the set to continue the show because you know, of course, that's what they wanted
3: to do, right? <laughs> right exactly. And isn't there a story? I mean, talk about a story behind a story about women who get involved with men who are have life sentences.
2: Yes. Yes,
3: you know that's like that in itself. But yeah, so you did that. So yeah, so I was on that beat. So we were all of the same generation of television. Um, and then when I came to Los Angeles, I got much more involved in development and doing pilots and um, launching syndicated shows. And what I found out was there was like a code or like some sort of code on the inside of the way um, shows and development happened that a lot of great experts weren't having access to because they didn't have the right materials or didn't understand the nature of their content or they were too ahead of their time. How much does that stink to be ahead of your time? Mm -hmm. Um, So I started a media development company in between show productions, and then that grew. Then the demand for my experts started to grow around 2004, 2006, And we brought um, Doris Fisher in, who is a um, South Bay publicist and political strategist, because we know politics and television is all the same anyway. And we launched TV Gossip, which was like a Match.com for producers, and then that grew into a media development company. We also have a publishing company because we have book distribution nationwide, at least while books are still in the actual three D form, um, which I still have happened to be have happened to favor myself. Um, yes, we, me we've too. got that very publishing.
2: Nothing, there is nothing like holding a book in your
3: hand. I couldn't uh, agree more. I'm st- still like the tactile experience of it. You know, I, I I get why Kindle works, but I I like to thumb through a book. Just, uh, I like the experience of a book, but that is changing as well. So that's how I got. Um, that was kind of how everything has morphed, and the a heartfelt marketing piece started to come in because. What we do as a TV guest is we create um, opportunity. If I understand what somebody's vision is or what their goal is, then it doesn't matter how big it is, whether they wanted to be on Oprah or they want to you know, save world hunger. If I can understand what that is, then I can back into all of the action steps. If I understand where, because I can see where they're, you know, where they're at right now, even if they can't. Um, And then we can back into the action steps that can move them forward towards that goal. I always call it road mapping it out. You know, it's like knowing what your destination is, but you have to be realistic about the car or the vehicle you're in. And in order to get to a particular destination, you have to map it out. And then you have to know what kind of vehicle you're in and if can it handle the road trip. And what provisions are, you know, are you capable of, you know, while you travel and what's your detour. So we look at it from that point of view in terms of creating goals, but so we've been able to create some amazing opportunities at TV GuessBert, which is my, certainly my passion, but I also have gotten to see in the time period that I've been doing it how really smart people self-sabotage and you being a psychiatrist I'm sure deal with that all the time. I'm not and on a professional level, it was kind of driving me nuts because we would create opportunity for people that they said that they wanted. And then there were lots of excuses as to why that either the opportunity wasn't right or they, they couldn't do it. I wanted to pull my hair out. And I thought, like, well, what is going on? Why are these, you know, because we, we work with experts, you know, people who are highly regarded in their profession, you know, who have obviously had to do, you know, have had to go through um, a certain amount of, you know they have a certain amount of excellence to be doing what they're doing, so when we presented an opportunity, why did I feel like I was in a power struggle with someone yeah. to get to them to do or walk through the door of the opportunity that they they initially said that they wanted, and that pattern was happening over and over again, and it was it was a drain on you know the company's resources and and on our staff and just on our overall morale. And you know, I talk about in the book heartfelt marketing, but just as an analogy, that we had four newcomers going to live TV appearances in the course of six months, and all six months, and all four of them got into car accidents on the way there. Yes. And as I say, that it's was no symbolic. accident. So I Talk about sabotaging yourself. Right. You know. Right. Did
2: any of them were you able to um, get any of them to see that this was self sabotage, or did they just say, "Well, no, the guy pulled out in front of me."
3: Yeah, well some of my birds are really open and like ha- have some opening of humility enough to go like, "Hmm, gosh, let me look at that." And others don't and they don't stick around. The truth is they just don't stick um after that. And I to be honest, I don't think any of the four from that cycle stuck with the process because they weren't willing to it was it was always something else. Mhm. Um, and that's really interesting. But, you know, that, that's part of also the seduction of fame. Um, I think that, you know, because we work in the entertainment industry and, and fame is just so, such a shiny bauble that, you know, a lot of people want and want to reach for. But I think that they don't realize really what's involved in it. You know, Ryan Seacrest is somebody who looks like, you know, an overnight sensation media magnet. But he had been pounding, at, uh, pounding away at this for a long time before he hit on the level that he hit at. Hmm.
2: So
3: that, um, you know, so he's somebody who literally looks like a useful overnight sensation and, and really isn't one. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's that piece um, of, of it. So I think that people don't yeah, want the commitment. Sometimes... And that's why I really talk about it from a marketing standpoint, as opposed to like a fame standpoint of getting on, you know, getting your own show So if I work with people and they're clear on what their visions are, what their vision for, where they want to go, here's another thing that comes up with sabotage is a lot of self-made people, you know, entrepreneurial type or business owner type of people, are used to doing everything themselves. So it's very hard to integrate another unit or team into the process and not be in total total control of it. Yes. It takes somebody who's really either at, you know, wit's end, who can really see that, gee... I've been pounding away at this by myself, and now I really need to, you know, just focus on what I do well and then turn the rest of it over to somebody else to do. And that sometimes is um, really complicated for people to do.
2: Jackie, let me just interrupt you there because we need to take a break, but we'll leave people on this cliffhanger. Um, My guest is Jackie Jordan, her new book, is called Heartfelt Marketing, Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner. Obviously, you're hearing she has lots of other exciting uh, irons in the fire as well, and she she walks her talk. So we'll be back uh, right after this break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. (music)
4: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol
1: Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about heartfelt marketing. We're learning more about that. Um, My guest is Jackie Jordan. She is an Emmy-nominated TV producer. She's an author of um, a book that came out before this one called "Get on TV: The Insider's Guide to Pitching the Producers and Promoting Yourself," and now her new book, "Heartfelt Marketing: Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner." So, before the break, Jackie were starting to uh, tell us something about a syndicated show that you were working on.
3: Yeah, we were we were talking right before the break about like the the ability to allow a team or other people to come in to support. And and, and entrepreneurs who are very self-made, I have learned, sometimes have resistance to that because they're used to doing things their way. And being a control freak myself, I can certainly relate to that personality um, characteristic. So we were launching a show for Tribune Entertainment a few years ago, which was a syndicated show. And the host was a literally a self-made man who had created a best-selling book by selling it before self-publishing was very popular, out of the back of his car. Hmm. And just traveled the country doing that. He ended up with his, with his own show, and the problem with um, why the show did not succeed after the first sixty five episodes. And I believe you might have been a guest of ours on that too, but um, are you saying that's why it didn't succeed? <laughs> no, no, no. But I. But the reason I believe it didn't succeed was that the host. You know, to to launch a syndicated talk show, you need producers, you need a development team, you need a marketing team, you need lots of teams. And he could not get out of his own way. He Mm -hmm. felt like um, he wanted to be the CEO of the whole operation. And his real role was just to be a really good host, Mm -hmm. which was just one job. And he tried to do 50 jobs, and it just imploded because it wasn't, you know, to to do something of that magnitude, you needed a team. So I've gotten to witness, and that was a ton of money um, invested in the launch of that particular Mm. show. And nobody would even remember his name at this point, um, be, besides, besides that. But he couldn't let a community in to support him. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, that's what we, one of the struggles that we see when we do the work that we do at, at TV Gaspert. But like, what is heartfelt marketing? Um, somebody said to me, Jackie, did you have a spiritual experience between your two books, Get On TV and Heartfelt Marketing? <laughs> and the truth is that Get On TV is really the handbook for how we run, The company, you know, I always say if you don't work with us, but you want to know how we do it, it didn't get on TV. Mm -hmm. But the heartfelt marketing was more of the integrity of the, uh, what we do. Because, uh, I think that, you know, we're used to pushing, we're used to pushing to get what we want. And I, because we have to wait sometimes for opportunity to come in, it, and it doesn't always come in in the exact timing we want it to, we've really had to practice an allowance. Um, right now, we're waiting for uh, a TV booking to come in for uh, Father Albert, which would require people to travel, you know, on a day's notice. And now, Carol, I know you've done that many times. Uh-huh. Our, some of our folks are, you know, really antsy about, well, what do they know? Do they know? That do they know? And I'm like, it's not about you. It's just not about you. You know, and they have to book the rest of the show. There's a lot of people a are part of the approval process. And if it comes in, we'll respond to it accordingly. And if it doesn't, we move on to the next opportunity. And that's, you know, and that is people, you know, don't like to hear that as an answer. But it's just the truth of the timing of things. And I think also just an authenticity. I think that because we work with expert message, I really have so much respect for experts. Because you you put yourself out there and you say, I'm an expert in my own field. I think it takes a lot of Guts to do that, and you know, um, and maybe ego, but I don't think ego in a negative way. Uh, to put yourself out, in, you know, in front amongst your peers and your community and in your industry, and, and declare that you're an expert, and now you're going to showcase it for the world to see. So I have a lot of compassion for like the the spot um, it takes to do that. And um, you know we see that a lot with our with with what what our experts have to go through when they're not in control of the results because a lot of things that we do when we put we put it out there, people that have no control over it. So it's a weird we're in a weird position because we create opportunity we aggregate opportunity, but we're not responsible for the outcome. We're only Mm -hmm. responsible for the footwork, and that's a funny dance for people to a funny dance for people to have to uh, make. And the other thing about the marketing piece is that is if, we, if we're consistent and strong in consistently putting it out there, the results always do come back to us. It just, like I said, it, the timing of it is not usually in our, in our, um, in, in our, in our best understanding of it.
2: So, but going back to because that was a, it was a question actually that I had too. What did. Um, what did happen? What did motivate you to write this particular
3: book? Um, a little bit of frustration, to be quite honest. It was a little bit of frustration. We had, um, uh, we have brought in really great deals for different people, and I, they, what it will ha- would strain and people go nuts when money's on the table. People go nuts. Hmm. Um, they get scared. They get suspicious. They get paranoid, and. Um, and I've seen people walk away from really good deals. Um, I just took an inquiry phone call. It's not an inquiry phone call, but it was a phone call of a, a woman who had re- attended a workshop I did 10 years ago. This hmm. was just before you and I got on, on the air together. And she said, you know, I just want my own show. I just want my own show. I said, well, you know, you've known what I've done for 10 years. What, what's keeping you from being a TV guest? She says, well, I don't want to be on other people's shows. Hmm. I was like, okay, well, keep doing what you're doing. I do you know how it goes. <laughs> You know, so, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and I also knew that her, part, you know, I said, well nobody's gonna, you know, the, the economic model is, is that they don't, people don't want to invest in people's, other people's shows unless they, that person has a value and has come into the table, why, which is why celebrity culture is so big. At this time, so um, I, I did it because I really want to see people succeed, and the people that we take on as a company as guest aren 't people that are random just because they showed up at our door they 're people that our whole staff gets behind, that we intrinsically believe in. We will put up with their little idiosyncrasies and some of their little nuances that are unique and special to them if we really believe in the integrity of their message. And we will work day and night, and not we don't need credit for it. Most people don't see what we do. But we will work day and night to create the opportunities or to aggregate the opportunities that would allow our experts to get their message visible or out in the world. And we love what we do. So when we kept running up against, you know, the car accidents were just one example, um, you know we, we deal with a lot of you know agreements or contracts or negotiations, and sometimes a deal on the table is just the deal on the table you know and it has to be seen as you know a stepping stone to the next opportunity and We would you know um, you know be Hollywood has a lot of legends you know Hollywood and vine people think that they 're going dis- to get get discovered or they think that. Um, I'm so special, you invest in me, you make me famous, and then I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that mentality. Um, there's also the, um, you know, the myth of you know, everybody in Hollywood's out to get you and rip you off. And, um, you know, in my experience in 10, 15 years of producing television shows and doing TV guests, but it really is not, that is actually not the standard. Um, you know, and somebody who's a creep is a creep, and everybody knows they're a creep, and that doesn't change either. So you know so pe- but if you're not from the industry and you've not been anchored in the industry there's a lot of suspicion so I think that people come in with a little bit of a suspicious attitude they feel a little paranoid um, they'll bring attorneys in that have never seen an entertainment contract mm. um, and things just kind of get complicated and weighted down and mucky and then when you bring in that kind of element of suspicion it the, the whole deal just gets Heavy, You know, mm-hmm. and even the buyers or the studios or the networks are just kind of like, oh, uh, you know, what are we dealing with? And so what we try to do is we, we try to educate as, and inform as much along the way so that our guests, when opportunity comes in, can make the most strategic and informed decision, that they're not making a decision you know, based out of not, a, not a lack of experience. We really try to bring them up. You know, it's you know it's hard to import impor, import an entire um, career with worth of wisdom into somebody that's not in the industry. But we do the best we can. You know, even for appearances, making sure that they know what release forms are before they show up at an appearance. You know, we've already we had it happen once. We never had it happen again, where someone showed up at an appearance, never saw a release form flipped out, mm. caused a scene. You know, and yeah, and that that person, is, you know, doesn't know that for every single appearance, mm-hmm. there's a release form. That was not a suspicious act. That was a standard industry standard. So um, it's all those types of things that we have to that we end up dealing with um, that brought me to write the book. The other piece that brought me to write the book wasn't just a, the, the contrite frustration on my part, but it was also watching people transition because I think there are a lot of people in the economy right now um, that you know the paradigm, the economical paradigms are shifting, you know, and and so people are having to. Are more inclined now to follow their bliss, or create uh, passions, uh, businesses out of service and passion. And in doing so, it requires an infrastructure uh, to take place in order for it to be to be a business, a sustainable business, and not a hobby. I mean, if we, you know, a lot of people have hobbies, doesn't mean then they to make a living at it. So we have a lot of people that come to us that are potential clients. But they don't have their own business infrastructure in place. Um, I just spoke this past weekend um, at, a, at a church for about 178 business owners in mm-hmm. Burbank in the wow. hot, sweaty, yeah, July, which is a huge turnout um, on heartfelt marketing, where we, where a lot of people are like, you know, I've got to, well, one woman that came up to me was a physician who can't keep the overhead of her big office space. You know, but, uh, you know, she's a physician. You can't take that away from her. So wherever she's going to be, she can, you know, be a physician. So a lot Mm -hmm. of people are in these massive transitory positions Mm -hmm. right now and are having to make, you know, life decisions on things that they thought were going to be in place at this point in their life and and aren't. And part of heartfelt marketing to me is putting out what your message is out into the, it doesn't have to be the media, out into the world to be of service and create the value behind it that's going to be prosperous and abundant abundant to you. And sometimes there's a lag time between those two efforts, you know, putting it out there and and knowing that you're going to get a financial return on it, especially when, you know, collectively so many people are experiencing that same, you know, that same space. Um, where they can't really see the visibility of what they're trying to create, we get a lot of those type of business calls, and um, where we talk with people in our in our in our strategic media planning phase about what they need to put in place to make it structurally sound. You know, it's in, and the reason as Ty would as, as a TV producing company feel that we yes. could talk about that, but in television, what you're doing is you're taking an idea. And you're basically creating a reality of it, and you're projecting it onto as many people who will pay attention to it. And we do it in a very, very short time span. You know, our turnaround time is is, is doing it. So with whether it's a I, so, what we do is we take things from you know ideas and we actually create them into realities. And we have to put a fiscal dollar on it or create a budget in order to to do it. So that's not very different than starting a business. Uh huh. Um, we kind of just do it rapidly in a television context. So we do see that a lot with people starting out their businesses and going out there and, and putting out a new uh, heartfelt message. And I hear that, then I know that's not a cell phone this time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, we do need to take another
2: break. Um, this is all fascinating stuff. My guest is Jackie Jordan. Her latest book is Heartfelt Marketing, Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner. We will be coming back with more of her wisdom, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
4: Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at one 472 5788 Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest is Jackie Jordan. She is an Emmy-nominated TV producer. She's the founder of TVGespert.com, and she's the author of Heartfelt Marketing, Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner. And um, you can certainly tell that that is what she does herself in, in the various business endeavors that she's involved with. So let's um, take off where we left off, Jackie. We're talking about, about business models and people and, and um, sort of needing to create that before people can, can realize their dreams.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. And just on a sidebar, I just have to say, because I've had the privilege of having you on my radio show, you're as equally as a good a host as you are a guest. Um, so thank I just wanted you. to say that. Coming from but, you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that, you know, we, we, we all hear it, like the people that, you know, want to quit their jobs and go write their big novels, um, you know, their, their, their passion. I really do believe that in this, this lifetime we do have to express Our passion. I absolutely believe that because I talk about that in heartfelt marketing about being in the dead zone, where you just don't you don't feel alive or stimulated by by your talents. And I believe that we all have a talent or a message to to tell. But I just I think it has to be done in a very prudent um, prudent way. Not obviously not to create hardship, and it should be sustainable. And I also believe that we can you know bring in the the finances to do it if we do it um, smart. And then the other piece of this whole heartfelt marketing is when we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Is just like what is a story? And you know, you and I used to play, you know, play make plays up when we were little children um, in the backyard. And you know what we do for a living, especially what we do at TV Guestbird, is we do a lot of content development. So. You know, the myth of coming to us is the whole, whole, whole Hollywood and Vine mentality is, I'm special, you should discover me, mm-hmm. and when you make me rich and famous, I'll pay you. And what we do a lot at TV Guest, but through the media development, is content development. What is the story? And there's several different stories. And the reason we do content development is through the content that the opportunities actually match up. Because if we don't know what the story is or, you know, or branding is, if it's a business, then it's really, really uh, hard to tell. We had this one um, guest, Bert, who does does workshops for uh, preteen girls, basically teaching them about the change of life or the change of life that they're going to go through at pre- preteen. And she's got this fantastic Way of storytelling, the whole process, and it's very Los Angeles, if I might say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you. You wouldn't expect the kind of that same kind of workshop for mother and daughters in Oklahoma. I would love it if they had it, but it's just kind of a very L.A. cultural, you know, thing that you would expect here, workshop-wise. And um, they said, uh, so anyway, we got her. We were doing content development for her, and I basically said, you know, you can't. We can, this is one piece of content. You know the straightforward what the workshop is that you do and how you do it. I said, that that is going to be very limited because there are only so many outlets that would allow that type of storytelling. So we need to come at it from a lot of different angles with it. And then we ended up with a, a booking on Playboy Radio, and I know you've been a guest on on that on that show too. And, it, and the Afternoon Advice Show is a lot of fun and and really and overall things really quite harmless and. So we got her the booking, and she flipped out. And she said, I can't believe that you, knowing what I do for a living, that you would even invite me to be a guest on Playboy Radio. Well, Playboy Radio is Sirius XM, and it's actually really listened to by um, the military bases. Uh-huh. And I said, well, who do you want to get your message out to? Do you want to get it out to everybody who would naturally want to come to it, or do you want to get it out to people who have never even considered these concepts? And she said, yeah, but that's still not the point. You put me on, you know, you're suggesting that I do something on Playboy Radio, and I can't believe, you know, I'm all about women's empowerment, and they do anything but empower women. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> so I said to her well how about we don't touch you know I call it the cake we just we change the icing on the cake but we don't change the cake the cake is the integrity of your message but we're going to change the flavor from chocolate to vanilla for this or vanilla to chocolate <laughs> and so I said you know so the same thing is, is you go on the show with the topic that you know um, your sex life after marriage gets boring and she's now really upset with me I thought you understood me I thought I could trust you <laughs> I said well you go on the show with you know their sex life is uh, in ma- marriage sex life it goes on the decrease you know once you get married. And I said and then you go on and you say yeah that's because by the time women are already into marriage they really don't have a sense of themselves mm-hmm. or their own sexuality mm-hmm. but that starts back when you're a teenager. Uh-huh. A young teenager, because when we go through the big change of life, we don't have mothers and aunts and grandmothers and sisters all living in one community to tell us what's going on with us. What we have is Cosmo and Seventeen and Jersey Licious all telling us what's going on with us. So the time we get to marriage, where well, there is no satisfaction because we do not know how to communicate and we're not in touch with ourselves. Yeah. So it's the, it's the art and craft of teaching the storytelling That helps create the, you know, the opportunities. And, you know, you're really good at this because you know how to slice and dice your content um, any which way. And, you know, for what we do, pop culture and uh, media culture and celeb culture is obviously a really good place for for storytelling.
2: So, So did it work? Did she do
3: it? She did do it. She did do it, and she actually enjoyed it. She actually enjoyed it. I, I got a very belated thank you. <laughs> she did do it. Yeah, she did do it. And I think that's like, and people need to feel safe, you know, when they, if you don't know what your content is, you're not going to feel safe. And that's why when people go for auditions, they're only nervous, or job interviews. People are only nervous at job interviews and auditions because they think they're going to be asked something they mm. don't know the answer to. But my, my approach to it is you never go in with that as an attitude. You go in with the stories that you're going to tell. Yes, you, yes. you lead it with the content because nobody ever knows what they want until it walks through the door. You have to show them when you walk through the door what it is they want. So it's all about approaching it. It's that little shift in attitude or perception. Nothing else has to change, but you have to know what your stories are. We had one guest, too, who was just absolutely fantastic, and she had the right... Um, minority ethnicity that was in you know so she went on a ton of interviews uh auditions and she had all the right materials and all the right training and she kept coming up without the job she was always like the runner-up and so i started calling around like, calling around to the executives and casting and i'm like how come she's not getting it they're like she goes into the they're like she's she sucks in the auditions and I was like, what is she doing in the auditions? Because that's like the one last, that's the one last place that I can't, and I don't go in with you on that. So like I can lead you up to it. <laughs> yeah, when you gotta take your, that's the step you take yourself. And the auditions are like job interviews, essentially. So I, you know, I, what is she doing? Well, what she would do is she would go into good girl syndrome, which you can, you, should, you should talk about, you know what that is. She would go in and wait for them to ask questions, right. and it was yes, please, thank you, no, thank you, yes. Ma'am, no ma'am. Mm. It was good girl. I'm like, that's not what they're coming in. They're coming in for T V personality. You gotta go in and entertain them with stories that showcase what it is you do. And even in and my overall message to anybody who's a business owner is you have to know that about your own business. You know, we happen to do it in the medium of media but we all have to story tell it someplace. To somebody, to a potential client, to another sales meeting, it's the same information that has to go to another another person. So we have to know what those what those branding pieces are and what the stories. I say that you should have a, a, deck, a deck of cards that are your stories that you tell whenever you have to talk about your business. You know the twelve different anecdotes of stories. I mean, one of mine is when from that television days, my old you know the old TV days, the hardcore nineties talk shows. Is that I, um, you know, I ended up spending the night in a the Hotel Edison with a bunch of pregnant teenage gang girls. <laughs> you know, and then the next day I took a bunch of skinheads to see Schindler's List, who who then defecated on the to- on the theater movie seats. You know, that's so oh crazy. God. But it'll get your attention, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you know, the point that you can deal with anything yes that's that's a good way of looking at it (laughs) Uh, so it is about the story and then uh, lastly you know how do we use publicity because you can have a lot of publicity and still not be making money and that's the other thing that we like to troubleshoot um and that is about building the back end pieces and the structures i know that you're um A highly sought after published author. That's what we encourage our people to do. If they can't, if they don't get published and they don't self publish, we have a publishing company with some nationwide distribution, so that we can get the people, uh, that folks' books out there um, and distributed into the you know into the world, so that they have a back end piece. You know, if we have a really big hit coming in, let's let's schedule an event or a workshop and pack a room with people if you have publicity. So using the publicity to earn money is different than just using publicity for exposure. And I'll have people who have been like, you know, I've been on the Today Show 20 times. I never sold a book. And I'm like, well, what were you talking about? Uh (laughs) You know, because every moment on the Today Show is real estate out of your mouth. You have to know what your content is. You have to know what your story is. You need to know what your plug is. You need to know what you're creating in this world. Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's, um, that's certainly an important lesson. Um, well, we need uh, the breaks are coming around too quickly, <laughs> but we need to take another one. My guest is Jackie Jordan. Her book is Heartfelt Marketing, Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner. Obviously, she comes to this with such a wide breadth of knowledge um, where we're sort of, <laughs> we're, we have so much to talk about, but we'll be back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do
4: is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times, www.drcarol.com.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where my guest is Jackie Jordan, author of Heartfelt Marketing, Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner. And we've just, you know, Jackie has these uh, incredible stories that she could regale us with till next year, um, but I want to. I want to give you. I just want to mention some of the highlights from the chapters in the book, and then um, and then I'll ask Jackie more about this. Uh, allowing the universe to be your business partner. Some of the things. Um, I mean, she really takes you from the how helping to find out how your world is out of balance. The beginning of balance. I'm just reading sort of the the five pitfalls. Um, she talks about the money terrorist you know, how your money terrorist oh, sabotages you. Money terrorist you. is awful. <laughs> oh, what did you say? Money terrorist is awful.
3: Yes. Um, coming mean?
2: from our heart, not our head. Uh, money and security. Energetic tackiness. I love that, you know, when, you, when you're when you so desperate to sell that you really yes. push people away. Yep. Um Your roadmap, the good, the bad, the bad, and the ego. Rebooting your drive. I'm just giving you titles um, from chapters and subchapters just to kind of whet your, all your appetites for, um, for the knowledge, the wisdom that she has in this book. So let me just ask you, when, uh, when I first heard the title, Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner, I wondered um, how this was different from, or whether you were going to talk about um, the law of attraction, whether that was what you meant. And you, don't, you, you mentioned that at the end of the book, But you have so many more um, sort of your own ideas about things before you get to that. So what what exactly do you mean by that?
3: That's a really great question. Nobody's asked me that. Um, That's a really great question. I, I think allowing the universe to be your business partner is a little different than the concept of laws of attraction in the way that allowing the universe to be your business partner is basically a declaration of, I am going to get out of my own way. And I think that so many of those things, as the the money terrorist and um, the dead zone, living in the dead zone, are all things that we do to get in our own way from allowing the good things to happen that we really truly want. Um, So I think it's just a little bit different. Yes, it is laws of attraction because we we attract what we vibrate at, so I get it from that point of view. But I kind of think allowing the universe is more like I'm going to step out of my own way and allow this to process to unfold the way it should.
2: Yes, I usually reach that in moments of desperation. Yes. <laughs> I'm, when I'm sort of um, frustrated to the max and yes. figure, okay, I'm just going to kind of give up on this, which, yeah. of course, and then when you say, I mean, not that I'm recommending that anybody give up, it doesn't usually last very long
3: anyway, because then, yes.
2: interestingly enough, things do happen when, it, it, um, exactly. when you get out of your
3: own way. It, it, that's my, exactly my point. That's exactly my point. And we just get to see it because we deal with like, you know, seventy five or ninety people on a business level, you know, watching them stumble in our own way. And I'm not above not doing it myself. Just trust me. That's why, you know, this is my you know, my commitment too. But you, when you see it, you're like, Oh, if you just could relax into the process, it will unfold and it will be better than any of us could even conceive of. Yes. But we have to relax. And it's hard for us because we're doers, we're pushers. You know, we're, we've got to earn. You know, we're driven by economics. We're driven by so many other things. And some of those things that we're driven by don't even matter. And we shouldn't be driven by them anymore.
2: Yes, and competitiveness also. You know, what yes. do you mean? Yes, comparison.
3: Person... Competitiveness, comparison, all of those things. So uh, that's what I was where we were hitting on. I was hitting on with the, uh, allowing the universe to be your business partner. But I really do like that question about, is it how is it relate to the laws of attraction? That was a really clever question because I really hadn't thought of it straight on like that. Well yes,
2: it's you know, and of course nowadays, I mean I was interested when you to hear that you were saying that um, in your experience more people these days seem to be trying to follow their bliss or trying to I mean, I guess because so many people are being fired. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I, I, I sort think of reevaluate of what pushed, they're doing. Yeah.
3: It was exactly
2: I think it's a like, i think it's almost of a push, a forced push as opposed to a a, a leisure consideration <laughs> yeah um so what um well i mean you know it is it is a difficult time because there is um you know there's the the idea of freedom to follow your passion um and yes you know you can use some Some uh, business sense to try to make it more, um, to to use that to support yourself at least. But it's a very everything is. It's there's this double-edged sword, this tricky kind of precipice of, on the one hand, um, leaping into following one's bliss. Um, or on same thing with, on the one hand, pushing, because you think that if you don't keep pushing, then people are going to get ahead of yeah. you, or opportunities yep. are going to be lost, and if you just sit back and let the universe, you know, be your partner, maybe, maybe they won't, they won't be there, or they won't be pulling their weight as their partner. I got asked, asked
3: that on Saturday at the, at the workshop that I, um, that I did. Um, I was asked, "Well, how do you know what is your job, and how do you know what's the universe?" Yes, you know. And I think that's a great question because you know, faith works. Faith, faith feels like it works for you when you get the result you want. Yes, faith feels like it's gambling when you don't get the results you want. Right. You know, I think that we have to be in the um, we have to be in the footwork, but we not in the results. We're not in the results business. We are in the footwork business. So I think we have to be take consistent action. You know, consistent action, but I think that we have to. um, You know, the outcomes is not our is not our is basically not our job, uh, which is really hard to really hard for us to um, practice. The other, and I think it's also about balance, like fair balance. And you know, um, I talked about in heartfelt marketing. In the book about the word love, in uh, Japan, they have lots of different words for the word love. In the United States, we have basically one word for love, but our one word for love can describe puppy love, romantic love, um, falling in love, but we only still use the one word. But when we talk about money in our culture the United States... We've got lots of words you know, that all relate. You know, balance, a balance point. Accountability is a money word. You've, we've got yin. We've got dinero. There are so many <laughs> different words that relate back to money. So we are very matrixed in in terms of you know creating money and um, and you know living by the money code. So it is a big shift to kind of just relax into the idea that everything's going to be taken care of. It almost feels like drinking. You know, it feels so crazy to kind of to kind of step back into that. Yeah, so I know that's... that when I used to book TV shows and I talked about it and get on TV, I talked about a booking fairy. I mean, I would be <laughs> booking at eleven o'clock at night for the next day at eleven a.m. and thinking, "Where am I going to get these stories from?" And I never came up empty. And I don't even know how that happened.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
3: just, you know, I, I have enough experience that somehow it all works out really good and. In, even in spite of myself. Yes, it's, uh, I mean that idea of sort of it's also another
2: way of giving up control by saying that uh I'm just gonna keep on doing the work and and giving up control of the outcome because 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 it's exhausting to keep doing the work. I mean the only reason why you're doing the work is, is to get an outcome, whatever an ideally a, a heartfelt outcome, such as sharing your wisdom with the world, you know, not an outcome about just about money. But um but still it's a it's a difficult
3: it's a difficult uh, prospect, a difficult journey. It is, it is, and I think with heartfelt marketing, what we're what we're calling our, upon ourselves is to be of service in our business. And you know, there is and I can't, you know, I I think that overall, the business that um, I get to run is a business of service, and it really helps shepherd a lot of people. But on a day to day basis, you don't think? I mean, I, I'm not above like not wanting to pull my own hair out <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> because it didn't go out, you know, the way I wanted it to. It wasn't followed up the way it needed to be, or it didn't end up the way, you know, so, you know, I'm not above my own, you know, stirrings or frustration in it, but I do know that, um, you know, I know we worked on a deal for, we wanted a Samsung deal a couple years ago, we worked really hard to get this, and we, Panasonic came in out of the blue, Mm -hmm. It was the craziest, it was very, very serendipitous. You know, so just, I look for the serendipity. I look for the synchronicities. I look for the little God winks, just to kind of know that you know, this is. I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. I'm on the, on the right path. Because I think it does get a little isolating when you're when you're just doing the consistent action and you've got no validation that you know this is even working.
2: Yes, I like that God winks. I know exactly yeah. what you mean when something will serendipitously happen, and, yeah. and you think, Ah, there's the help yeah. that I needed. Yes. Um, well, I, I want to make sure that we get in where people can get this book before, before the show has to end.
3: Well, nice it's uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. I think you can get it off our website, TVgespert.com. It's in, it's in bookstores. Um, and I welcome reviews. Um, somebody just put up a very, very long review on, on Amazon and uh, didn't think I to discussed what the universe was enough. I thought that was a very interesting re- take or review huh. of the book. Yeah, <laughs> Well,
2: so again, um, um, the title, and I, I would recommend people going to tvguestbirth.com also. You'll see that I am one of Jackie's yes! TV Guest birth and yes! have been for a long time, so I yes. guess that says it all. Obviously, <laughs> I believe in her. <laughs> Absolutely. She's a link, right? <laughs> again, the book is called Heartfelt Marketing, Allowing the Universe to Be Your Business Partner. And I recommend it to everyone. It's uh. It really looks at things from a very unique and an important angle, especially especially when, you know, you get bombarded by all the news that is not so great about the economy. This this tells you how to do what you want to do, um, getting the universe to be your partner and um, getting out of your own way. So again, heartfelt marketing, allowing the universe to be your business partner. And Jackie, thank you so much for joining me on Doctor Carol's couch. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.